Hello and welcome to Reenergize. This is the place to discover more about emerging tech in offshore renewables and how we will meet our future energy needs. My name is Johnny Love, Project Manager at ORE Catapult and Shadow Board Member at Renewable UK. At the Catapult, we connect agile technology developers, academics and industry players working to accelerate the UK's wind, wave and tidal energy sectors. This is the next episode in our mini-series of Reenergize SME Spotlight. In the run-up to the offshore wind industry's largest event in the UK, Global Offshore Wind, we're shining the spotlight on 10 innovative SMEs that we're proud to host on our pavilion stand at the event. In each episode, we'll learn more about the innovative solutions each company is bringing to the offshore renewable energy market and explore a wider industry topic. In this episode, I'm joined by Chris Cheshlak, founder and CEO from Bladebug, developing advanced robots to assist technicians in the inspection and repair of turbine blades. And Pete Andrews, Managing Director from Ecobolt, a leading provider of fastener inspection services in the wind energy sector. Chris, Pete, thank you for joining us today. To start off, I'd like to learn a little bit more about each of your companies, please. Could you give us an overview about each company and the kind of work that you carry out? I'm Chris from Bladebug. Bladebug is a robot that we've designed to essentially reduce the levelized cost of energy for wind farm owners and operators by simplifying inspection and maintenance tasks on wind turbines. So we've developed over the last sort of five years a highly dexterous, capable walking robot that performs a multitude of tasks on wind turbines. Pete here from Ecobolt. So Ecobolt's really focused on improving the management of structural integrity of wind turbines and specifically the thousands of large structural bolts that hold together the main components of wind turbines. In the industry as it stands, we are routinely retightening most of these fasteners. But at Ecobolt, our goal is to help operators really understand whether that maintenance is required and ultimately eliminate the vast majority of that retightening that's done. And in doing so, increase the production of their assets, significantly reduce their maintenance costs, but then also importantly, help improve health and safety and reduce risks to um, maintenance personnel. Really interested to hear a little bit more about the the technology or the the solutions that you're developing, the industry challenges that you're addressing with that technology. And if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about your company journeys, how did you start? How's it going? What are you expecting in the future? So Ecobot was founded in 2019. The early part of Ecobot's life was very much focused on technology development and R&D. And in fact, we appeared on Re-Energize podcast in 2020 alongside Chris and Bladebug. And at that stage, we were really into our research and development phase, delivering collaborative projects through Innovate Support, etc. In the two years that have passed, a lot has changed. We've certified our core technologies and we're sort of now in full-scale commercial deployment. So it's sort of all hands to the pump at Ecobolt. We're now delivering maintenance services to probably about a quarter of the UK offshore wind fleet. We've got projects running in five different European countries. By the end of this year, we expect to also done work within the United States, Australia, and potentially South Africa. So we've really grown very quickly in the last two years and have managed to capitalise on things getting somewhat back to normal after the challenges of COVID over the last few years. We've been working on Bladebug full-time since 2017. 
to date, we have been focused mainly on the research and development of the robotic platform. So we've been very fortunate that since essentially day dot of developing this um, robotic platform from a concept to where we are now, which is early sort of stage commercial deployment, we've been working alongside the offshore renewable energy catapult. So in 2017, we were awarded our first Innovate UK grant, which was in collaboration with the offshore renewable energy catapult, which was a technical risk and feasibility study. So my background is as a wind turbine blade designer, and I saw an opportunity to improve how wind turbines, in particular their blades, but actually other parts of the asset are or could be maintained using robotic solutions that have become so much more accessible as technology has advanced. And for me, it's just an inevitability that uh, robots and automation are going to assist with improving how these assets operate, but again, improving how much data is collected and how you make informed decisions about things. But as Pete said, there's huge benefits to health and safety as well by having new technology bringing around a change of how things are traditionally done. Since 2017, we've been awarded numerous Innovate UK grants, again, all developing the core platform and, and some of its functionality. But we're now at a stage where we have a couple of really good prototypes that we are now ready to start that commercial journey, which Pete has been on for a couple of years ahead of us. And we're getting this new technology out into the market and showing what we can do and giving people an insight into what the future is going to look like in terms of blade inspection, maintenance and repair. Blade bug enables people to be removed from like these really hazardous and extreme environments. So the idea behind blade bug is people can remain within the loop of operation, but for the new wind farms that are hundreds of kilometers off the coast, the people that are operating the robots and analyzing the data that's being generated from our systems, they're onshore, they're in the onshore control station. So we're upskilling people to manage data, but in a much safer environment. For us, there's lots of benefits from seeing how technology is changing. So for us, it's a real key thing about we're, we're improving the health and safety for people, but we're also upskilling them to advance their, their working capabilities. And we're able to do blade repair work and blade inspections but without having to put people in harm's way. And that, that's a really big thing for us, especially going forward with these new wind turbines with blades successful 100 metres, hundreds of kilometres from the coast. The hazards and risks increase, and we don't want to put people in harm's way if it's unnecessary. Really impressive journeys. So for our listeners, you may be wondering why both Bladebug and Echobolt are on this Spotlight episode together. This is because both companies have just completed a very interesting project alongside GE Renewable Energy and our team here at Offshore Renewable Energy Catapult. So Chris and Pete, would you mind please giving us a summary of the Echobolt bug project and its outputs, please? I guess um, from our perspective, a lot of our work involves high precision measurements, but taken repeatedly over potentially thousands of bolts on each wind turbine. And it's quite a challenge for human technicians to maintain focus and care doing that sort of task. As I mentioned earlier, having met Chris a couple of years ago, we got to thinking that the way wind turbines are set up with sort of relatively consistent connections, would it be an attainable target to look to automate the task of Echobolt inspections? The Bladebug robot, I think, was particularly appealing because of its very precise motion control. And that's sort of one of the areas we were looking to prove in the project to, to see if it was possible for a robot to um, deliver an ultrasonic inspection to the quality of a human technician. I suppose we contacted Chris, 
they were keen to explore how we could take things forward and the project the project was born. Um, I'm not sure, Chris, if your memory is similar, but yeah, it was probably two years ago we first had that discussion. Yeah, and again, for us, it, it's so well aligned with our philosophy and business model. We've developed a, essentially an agnostic robotic platform which can do useful activities. And what that enables us to do is take expertise and excellence from companies such as Echobolt and automate their processes to, again, add another level of improvement to a service and you know, a process. It was just so well aligned. And, and what was really interesting for us is the company's called Bladebug. And as a blade designer, there was always an initial focus on, on blades. But the matter of fact is we've developed such a capable robot and, and, and such levels of dexterity that this opportunity to do something in an, on a non-blade related area on a turbine was a really great way of really showing internally what the robot is capable of, but then also to the wider audience about there is this technology which can add on something so fantastic as you know um, Pete's method of, of determining whether the bolts have tension in, but with the same system, you can then do a blade inspection or something else on your turbine. And it was a really good way of validating our system and showcasing what we can do. And yeah, it's just really exciting to work with another, you know, a British startup technology with, with similar drives to improve how turbines are maintained and show that you can change how things are done with new technologies. I think from our perspective, having not been involved in robotics before this project, it was a real pointer towards what is possible. And I think... Hopefully some of the outputs, if your listeners have seen any of our videos and any of the stunning images of the blade bug, blade walking and all this sort of thing, I think it just really helps expand the imagination of the industry going forward to think one of our major challenges is going to be resourcing the build out and operation of our wind fleet going forward and any opportunity to automate some of those tasks is only going to be for the better. So I think from our perspective, participating in the project has really helped us, I guess, get a bit of a glimpse of the future, which has been quite exciting. Yeah, 100% agree. I think this is a great sort of snippet of, of what the future holds for tasks. And, you know, I don't think that future is as far away as people think. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of acceleration, rapid growth within this sector i think recent events in the world and and, and current sort of energy crises are, are going to help you know expedite that even more thank you both it really does sound like a great partnership that leads us on to the industry topics section of this podcast really nicely i'd like to talk about the subject of industry collaboration it will be a, a term that um, most of our listeners and indeed all of us on this recording have heard and use quite a lot i imagine at the moment and I'd like to explore with you why collaboration between different players within this industry, the offshore wind industry, is so important. I think from my perspective, there's clearly one overarching driver for collaboration, and that's the scale of the task ahead of us as an industry if we're to meet the global climate targets. So if we just take the UK as an example, the latest government targets are suggesting that they'd like to achieve up to 50 gigawatts of offshore wind by 2030, which is nearly four times the capacity we currently have in operation and construction. If you think it's taken us 15 years to get to where we are, to quadruple that in eight or nine years is a huge task. And 
what we're sort of asking of the supply chain and all the stakeholders, be it government or financial investors or people participating as employees or members of the public, everyone has to have trust each part of the supply chain and the sector in order to make the commitments that they need to achieve that level of growth. So I think that at the heart of collaboration for me is the opportunity to build trust between different parts of the sector. And it's only with that trust, I think, will we ever achieve the scale up that we aspire to. And it's actually necessary. I echo those words. I also see collaboration. It's a way of improving the efficiencies. You know, there's no point reinventing the wheel. You know, I've worked for OEM turbine companies and I feel like everyone is doing the same thing, but behind closed doors. And I feel if there was more of a push for collaboration together, you know, we've got a much better chance of getting these targets and getting to a net zero. It's a case of we all have to work together and working together as we, as we found with the Echobolt Blade Bug projects with, with GE. Collaboration is a really strong and powerful thing. You benefit from everyone's expertise in their particular field. So no one has to be an expert in everything because that's just not going to be achievable. Everyone can benefit and learn from everyone's else expertise. And that's what I found was really exciting, particularly with the, this project we just completed. Yeah, I think that's a really good point, isn't it? About sort of recognising your own strengths. I think if if as Echobolt, we'd had an aspiration to automate our inspection and set off down a route of trying to develop our own robotics platform, we would have spent far more money and achieved far less. To be perfectly frank, we could never have delivered the outcomes that we have collectively on our own. And I think... Um, being too isolationist and wanting to keep everything within your own control actually really stifles what you can achieve as an organisation. So I think from our perspective, all of our biggest successes have been with the support of somebody else, I would say. Other than yourselves as collaborators, I'd like you to reference, if you can, any other examples of collaboration that you know about that you might have seen in the industry, things that have been done well and what we as an industry could learn from those? Perhaps you might even have seen some collaboration from out of the sector too, that, that cross-sector collaboration that we believe is so important to driving this industry forward. As a reminder, no, you can't, <laughs> you can't speak about the work that you've just done. Let's hear about something different. I've just um, really thought this would be a good opportunity to focus on one topic and how we've addressed it within Echobolt. So as I mentioned earlier, I think one of the biggest challenges facing the sector is how we deliver the growth we want to achieve and attract the people and skills necessary to do that. And on a very small scale, Echobolt has those challenges. We need to increase our capacity and our workforce and address our growth as an organisation. So I've just got sort of three small examples of areas we've collaborated in, which I think sort of point to the opportunities more widely within the sector. So the first one I wanted to pick up on was about, we end up doing hundreds and hundreds of thousands of measurements and have a huge amount of data. When we started, analysis of that data was a manual exercise. However, we've been able to partner with a company called Cognitive and their Wind AI platform and digitize all of that analysis activity. And we've called upon their 
real sort of sector leading data science expertise to help us with that work. Not only does it improve our efficiency, but it also makes a much more holistic proposition to our customer seeing our results alongside the broader health of their asset. That's sort of one area where a digital solution has helped us be more efficient in what we're doing. A similar thing then would be in terms of drawing expertise cross sector. So we've recently signed a partnership with Wally to integrate Echobolt service into their risk-based approach to optimizing maintenance on wind farms. But what they're able to do is line us up alongside a whole series of advanced inspection techniques that they see in other sectors. And again, present to the customer base a much more rounded, complete solution than we could ever offer individually. And then the third one, which is particularly close to my heart, and we're just about to start it, is embarking on an engineering degree apprenticeship program with the University of Warwick, which is our local university. But really our aspiration there is to bring some people into the sector who might otherwise not go on to study at a degree because of financial issues or otherwise go into other areas of work, but use that apprenticeship as a vehicle to bring in some talented people and develop them specifically for our our industry. So just as a little um, promotion, if, if anybody listening knows anyone who might be interested in an engineering degree apprenticeship, please have a look on our um, careers page on our website and and get in touch. That's just a handful of small examples for us, but I think they probably point to opportunities far wider across the sector of where collaborations can really add a lot of value. Thanks for that, Pete. Really good, really good stuff. Chris, did you have anything you wanted to add? From Bladebug's perspective, the collaboration side of things is, is really just starting. I think the project we've just completed with Ecobot was a great example of that. But to date, we've essentially been collaborating with the offshore renewable energy catapult, which has got us to this stage now where we're looking to collaborate with owners, operators, independent service providers, OEMs. And we're, we're embarking on that journey now. So I'm, I'm actually currently on site where we're sort of demonstrating the robot to potential customers. These are more than just customers. We want to collaborate with them because as a business, we're developing a tool for the industry. And it's essential for us to make sure that that industry insight, what we're developing works both ways. So we need to ensure that what we're developing is exactly what the industry needs. And so we want to collaborate with those end users and work with them to ensure that we're developing a tool and a system which is not only really user-friendly and, and safe and, and, and cheap to use, but actually serves a purpose. And so we're going to be collaborating with with all those people. We've got a, a number of grant applications in the mix at the moment. And again, we're, we're looking at collaborating with universities to take their expertise and knowledge in say some of the walking algorithms for hexapod robots. And again, this is about not having to reinvent the wheel. These things exist, you've got expertise in this field already and about accelerating that growth and knowledge um, into Bladebug. So the collaboration side of things, we have done a little bit, but I'm just excited about the work that we have going forward with such a variety of different collaborators it's going to be a very exciting period coming up where do you think the buck stops with regards to encouraging that collaboration does it lie with individual companies or do you think we need a wider more joined up approach it's a difficult one i think it needs a wider approach i think there needs to be some really open discussions because you know if you listen to the numbers that pete was mentioned you know quadruple in the offshore uk installed capacity 
these are huge numbers. There's plenty of work for everybody. And I think we need to work together to actually achieve those targets. And so I think there needs to be a sort of a round table and, and discuss, you know, these are the things that we everyone needs to achieve. And we can't keep doing things in the same way or else we're not going to achieve these targets. And we need to look at future technologies and, and sort of be aware of them now, even though, for example, um, Bladebug, we're starting our commercial journey now and Pete's ahead of it. We can see that these have to be considered now for their O&M strategies. They have to be taken on board now, even if there still needs refinement, they need that collaboration to be talked about and worked on now to make sure that when these start being installed in, in huge numbers quickly in sort of say 2025, 2026, all the work that's had to be done between now and then has been put in place and hasn't been delayed and delayed and delayed. We, we need to sort of get these moving right now because there's gonna be a rush on and we can't fail. We haven't got the opportunity to fail. So we need to you know, optimize and maximize the opportunity of, of successes as much as we can. The only way to do that is by talking around with everyone together. I think I'd echo those sentiments, Chris. It's sort of, if you think about what has been one of the major successes of the offshore sector of driving down the cost of energy, what does that do to supply chains? It means that project developers are continually squeezing their suppliers in order to deliver projects at lower lower cost and perhaps it sets up a slightly more adversarial relationship than a truly collaborative one and I, I just wonder whether a central role that government could play is looking at is there a mechanism to incentivize speed of deployment of offshore wind for example over and above the absolute lowest cost and maybe some central steer that forces organizations to make parallel strategic decisions in order to deliver things more quickly might be a useful way forward. Having said that, you sort of asked us who the book stops with. And, and ultimately, I think every organization and every party who operates in this sector has probably got their own an obligation on themselves to really look at who can they work with to do things best. And just going back to that point earlier, how can we make steps to build trust between organisations that if I place an order for some equipment, the raw materials are going to be there, the supply chain is going to deliver everything around it that needs to happen. I think it's individual companies that will build those relationships across the sector to allow that to work but it's not an easy topic that's for sure not an easy topic at all Pete but thank you both for sharing your thoughts we're just about to finish up today's SME spotlight for Bladebug and Echobolt but of course I want to tie in Global Offshore Wind the conference that's coming up on the 21st and 22nd of June what are you most looking forward to at the conference and what do you hope to see come from it for us, you know, from a Bladebug's perspective, we're really excited about, we're going to be showcasing our, our new robot. And for us, we're very much at this moment in time, really trying to get ourselves out there on the commercial side of things and really showing people that, you know, we're here, we're ready to do some really good stuff. And yeah, we need to collaborate with, with people and users now. So for us, the opportunity to speak to everybody is the thing that I'm really looking forward to. We've been on a few conferences recently and 
one, it's just so nice to see people and speak to people face to face after the last few years of Zoom calls. And I think just that customer engagement where people can see a tangible thing and we've got some really good, some videos to display as well. So for me, it's just engaging with, with the end user. That's the thing that I'm really looking forward to, to doing most. That's that's going to be key for us for sure. Yeah, and it's the same for us at Ecobolt. It's always so energizing to arrive at these conferences and exhibition halls and just see the volume of things that are happening and how many companies there are out there really trying to push the envelope on their technologies and services. And I think it's just always so rewarding to meet like-minded people, ex-colleagues, business acquaintances, etc. And I guess my big hope is that out of it, another similar relationship will develop that will allow us to work on another exciting technology going forward and we can come on the podcast again in two years time and tell you all about it so that's my goal chris and pete thank you for taking part in this sme spotlight episode of re-energize for global offshore wind make sure you tune into the next episode in the mini series where we shine a spotlight on another one of our smes at this year's pavilion in the meantime listeners can find more about ore catapult activities at ore.catapult.org.uk And don't forget to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn at RE Catapult.